has a word for us. He always does because He loves us. He has come that we may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. And He wants to teach us that. He wants to teach us that life. Let's acknowledge Him, Jesus. We thank You. We praise You so much that You care so much for us that You want us to know You, that You want us to live that life that You came to give us. Teach us, Lord, just take over. We love you, praise you, and give you all the glory. So Jesus gave his life for you, that you could walk free from sin, which is walking free from Satan's control. You know, Jesus did say, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full until it overflows. And the enemy has come as well, but to steal, kill, and destroy He wants to disrupt your life. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to steal Jesus from you. And Jesus today wants to show us how we can be free from that bondage, that imprisonment he's trying to put us in. Even though Jesus gave us authority over him, many still walk in the darkness as if Jesus never got on the cross. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains and acquitted with grief and sickness. And like one whom men hid their faces, he was despised. We did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, Yet, we ignorantly considered him smitten, stricken, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. So, because we didn't understand. But here's the truth. But, verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. And the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him. We are healed and made whole. So Jesus came that we may have life. He gave his life so we can have eternal life. He took on our punishment so we don't have to. He's so good. He loves us so much that he laid down his life. In fact, he could see the Father's love for us, and he said, I'll go. I'll go. And what did Satan say to Jesus? You can't take on the sin of the world. And he does the same thing to us today. You can't walk free from sin, but we can. Because of Jesus living on the inside of us, because he gave his life, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, if you invite him, is going to come and live on the inside of you and empower you not to sin. And that's what the cross is about. Jesus came and made provision for your sin ahead of time so you don't have to sin. So you can be free from sin. Even the guilt of your sin. Lots of people live in guilt after they have sinned and they repented and they change their way and the enemy still comes and tries to make them feel bad about it. And you don't have to live there. Live free from that sin by just following Jesus. Just just let him clean it up for you. When he tells you not to do something, he will empower you not to do that. I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just telling you about something I read. 
But when you have sin in your life, if you go to Jesus, Revelation 3.19, he says that he tenderly and dearly loves those who he corrects. He corrects those who he tenderly and dearly loves. He doesn't want you to have that sin in your life because that sin keeps you in bondage and keeps you from Jesus. You can't live in sin and live with Jesus at the same time. And he's coming. He's soon to come, and he wants you to let go of that sin so that you can live with him. Here, even on the earth, he said that you can live in heaven on the earth to pray God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can live good right here on the earth and then prepare to live with him when we leave here. And not only that, by preparing the way for him. By living in his kingdom right here and right now, you're showing others who he is. You're living in that freedom and that joy, that peace, that contentment. You're going to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And the enemy can't touch you. When you know Jesus, you're not going to want to sin. You're going to want to please him. And he's going to show you the way to that eternal life. He can't wait for you to stand before him where he can just hold you in his arms. You know, I'm thinking about when the Pharisees brought Mary to Jesus and said she was caught in adultery. And they wanted to know what Jesus thought. The law of Moses was to stone her. And Jesus, he just bent down on the ground and started writing in the ground. And they asked him again, well, what do you say? And Jesus got up and he said, he who is without sin casts the first stone. That's who Jesus is. He's amazing. And what did they do? Their conscience showed up. They dropped their stones and they left. And then Jesus said, where are your accusers now, Mary? And then he said, go and sin no more. And you know why he said that? Because what we were just talking about, if you walk in sin, the enemy has control over you. He said, when Jesus raised himself up, he said to her, woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? And then she answered, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go on your way, and from now on, sin no more. You know, when Jesus gives you that word, if he's telling you not to sin, that means you can do it. And remember, the enemy is going to come and try to steal what Jesus said from you. Jesus said in Mark 4, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear God, as soon as you look at the word, he's going to come and try to take it. He's going to try to get you to compromise it. Don't do it. Don't compromise it. Just let him work that out in you. It seems impossible, and it is without him, but he can work it out with you if you just follow him. Follow the lamb wherever he goes. If you never ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, then now's the time to do that. Receive what he did for you at the cross. In Revelation 3.20, he said he's already knocking at your door. 
You can already feel him. He's already there. You know it. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And he said, if you heed his voice, he will come and live on the inside of you. He will dine with you. And the reason he said, if you heed his voice, is because if you won't heed his voice, then he can't do it, anything. He can't set you free. He can't live on the inside of you because you're rejecting him. That makes me think of Peter and the pressure that was on him. Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Jesus and Peter said, no, I'm not. Pretty much he was saying, no, I'm not. I'll go anywhere with you, Lord. I'll do anything. But Jesus said, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. You know, when you love Jesus, the enemy is going to come, and he's going to put pressure on you to do that sin anyway. And I just want to encourage you, press, press through that pressure. Don't give in to him, because if you give in to him, you're rejecting Jesus. Don't reject what he did for you, but just go ahead and get on your knees and ask him to help you press through it. Jesus knows you love him. He knows what you're going through. Peter said that. He said, be sober, vigilant, well-balanced. The enemy roams around like a roaring lion, looking for someone he can devour. When he puts that pressure on and you give in, he's devoured you. And Peter said, withstand him on his onset. Say, no, I'm not giving in. I'm not giving in to that pressure. And even if you mess up, you're already forgiven and you'll get another chance because Jesus is in love with you. And he knows that you love him. And that's why the enemy has come to try to steal, kill, and destroy from you. Let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us so much and that you know we love you and, and that you're giving us the answer. And that is not to give in to that pressure, not to keep sinning. And we thank you and praise you for that revelation. We don't have to have an addiction. We don't have to let the enemy control us. And that happens when we have your wisdom, your revelation knowledge. And so we thank you and praise you for that. We receive what you did for us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Now, if you said that prayer, then Jesus is living on the inside of you. And now you're engaged with him. And now you're going to do your life his way. And as you live in the kingdom of God, all those blessings are going to come upon you. As you follow him, Satan won't be able to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Just follow Jesus. Get on your knees every morning and worship him. Be about his life. Care about what he cares about. And he's going to lead you on a journey to the good life where you're going to be like him. You're not going to be self-served, but you're going to serve. Be a part of his life. Let him be a part of your life. Thank you.
Thank you so much.